I, I feel like uh, I want to find a wife and not have the title. Uh, like, you know, just we're two people that we know what it is. We're man and wife, but we're not man. Yeah. Just because I, I I don't know, man. I feel like there's added things that come with that title that kind of. If there's one thing I've noticed is that relationships ruin relationships, if that makes sense. OK, uh, uh, it, it's once you start like, adding titles, a relationship ruins other relationships as in like your friends and things like that no i mean uh for certain certain minded people it's not a knock on the mentality of it but okay now we're you know i'm gonna date myself now we're now we're going steady and now we're this i feel like every time there's a title on it like people think it means certain things when in reality, the the expectations change. Yes. So like, that's one of when I say relationships ruin relationships, I mean, like you'll have two people that are truly in love with each other, but because they add this title now, like they just kind of change up thinking that like now we're leveled up. Now we have to change and be this. And I, I think the, that part of it ends up ruining a lot of things. Okay. I see that. Um, I would also say though, that those expectations should change. Right. So um, let me, let me put you in a place, right? You are in a relationship, you're dating, right? You say to yourself, I love this woman. I love how everything is right now. I'm going to propose to her. If you were just dating would you expect her to be exclusive or while you're dating, could she still pursue other men and see maybe if this one fits better than this one, this one being you? I would say communication. We hit a certain point and that, that talk needs to happen. And again, I feel like non-title aside, we can be like, all right, it's just me and you exclusive. Um, we, you know, you go on living your life and you, you still have that bond and you still make the sacrifice as long as that communication is there and everybody comes to an understanding and agreement, then we just keep on moving. Now we both know what it is and we can continue on. Yeah. So we can skip the whole game now because you went exactly to where I wanted you to get to, which is the communication part of it. Right. So if you're not on the same page when the title happens and the new expectations happen, if you're still here and she's here thinking like, well, you know, now I'm wifey, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. And you're still down here. Um, it's just basically a matter of being on the same page. And I don't think enough people go into like premarital counseling um, to establish what those expectations are or what the limit of those expectations uh, can or should be. Right. Um, and- as you'll hear us talk about, should a man make his wife happy? And a man can't make a woman happy, right? We, we talk a little bit about religion as well. When we, you know, basically say that a man can't do what God should do internally within you, right? So how can you, it's not fair for you to ask a man to make you happy. You have to be in that place first before you should get into a relationship. And I think a lot of times uh, men and women hop into a relationship thinking, oh, this is going to fix me because th- this is the piece I was missing. I-, I couldn't be happy until this person was there. And then they're inevitably going to let lay you, uh, not lay you down, but um, let you down 
because that's not their job. Right. So without that communication up front of like, all right, this is your job. This is your job. We agree. All right, let's move up. These are the new expectations. I agree with these new expectations. Okay, cool. Let's move up. Right. Um, you're, you're doomed to fail. I you get no complaint. You get no arguments from me again, because I'm huge on communication in any level of anything. You find that communication is the biggest key to anything, uh, personal, uh, work related, anything, anything. If you can't communicate it out, you're in trouble. I feel <clears throat> those talks aside, it's like, all right, we're about to get married. I just, the, is it a matter of this is okay on our relationship? This is what it is. Or people just want people to flat out change. I think there's a difference, you know, like, okay, now that we're married, your friends got to go. And now that you're married, it's a date night or no night. Like, you know, it's, it's, I feel like when that happens, cause mm-hmm. that's, that's a part of leveling up that I don't think is on the emotional side of it. Right. Um, that means something. I yeah. think we're good. Uh, I think it's individual to each situation mm-hmm. and, you know, looking at it from the outside, that might be what you see. Oh yeah, she's pulling him away. He can't have friends no more. Just that and a third. Also, have seen is the, their history together, where certain friends make him act out of pocket. Right when they were just dating, all right, cool, that's all funny and everything. But now that we're married, and you now represent this family, and you represent me, and the things that you do out there could negatively impact, you know, my job or you know, our child at school, like that's got it. That's got to chill. Right. So it's, it's more or less being able to really look at all the different aspects of the relationship and knowing that history. Uh, I 100% agree. I have a friend, uh, Carlo and his wife, Carrie, obviously Carlo was my friend first. Um, meaning I met him first before I met her. Okay. And, uh, by that time they were married and, when we first started linking up as peoples, you know, had a good time, chill, met through a third party. And uh, I became closer with the the dude than the third party, Carlo. So, you know, talking to Lowe, I'm like, yo, dude, we should do this. We should do that. And like, so let's meet up here. And he was like, well, hold on. He goes, you have to meet my wife first because she has to okay you. And at okay. first I was just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, you know, man up, son. <laughs> but, uh, I was like, you know what? Cool, man. No problem. And then I met Carrie and Carrie now is a great friend. Um, and in meeting her, talking to her and we had, well, I think we were all eating. He went to the bathroom and uh, we were talking and she was just like, you know, I protect him from like what you said, the people that puts him out of pocket, like mm-hmm. we're a unit. And, you know, she was saying all these things that by the end of it, I was just like, I, I understand if it's done righteously. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Right. If it's done out of greed or again, I feel like because we're here, we have to be here. Lose all your friends because now we're this. I don't think that's righteous. If it's right. You know, I want to meet them because as this, you know, it's two individuals, but when you are in a couple, you know, you're, you represent each other, like you're a team. So in her point of view, I saw her point of view. I was like, all right, that's righteous. I'm like, okay, 
I'm with you and, you know, love them both to death. Like they're cool as shit. And, but it's the ones that go, well, now that we're this, you know, that dude that you knew since childhood, he ain't part of this family. Like this is now this. <laughs> That's where I have a problem with that. But again, man, yeah, com- yeah. communication. Exactly. And I'm, I'm sure that happens, right? Um, those are typically like toxic relations or relationships that people should, shouldn't be in. Uh, you know what I mean? But it's, it's hard to leave because there's something within that that you're comfortable with, right? Or maybe it's just the familiarity and you, you get stuck. And, you know, you, you don't give yourself the chance to grow out of it. I think it always ends up being uh, familiar, familiarity, because uh, even if it's an uncomfortable position, even if it's a suffering position, they'll stay in it because that's what they're comfortable with. Because if, again, the fear of the unknown, it, they make that seem worse than the situation that they keep being in. Yeah. When they can be, you know, the the uh, the opportunity of something better is just too scary because you don't know what's in that that dark corridor. And I feel like that's more women than men is I'm, you know, I'm comfortable here, even if it's miserable, I'm just good here. And, and obviously there's a high percentage that men feel the same, but I feel like in a relationship standard, uh, cause you see women that are mentally, physically, emotionally abused, but they're in fear of if I leave here, what's next for me, who's going to want right. me. It's like, you know, a lot of that self-esteem. Oh yeah. Think about how many people get stuck in the workforce in the same parameter, comfortable where they're at. They're, they're abused and overworked and all that underpaid. But they don't they're, they're like you said, they're afraid of the unknown. So they're afraid to step out and even look for a job, let alone get like take one. Right. But it's like just got to dip your toe in the water and be like, you know, put a couple applications out there, have a couple conversations, um, even if it's not with, you know, the the management of the of another company. It's just like talk to some of the people who work there to see what their opinions are of, uh, you know, the situation there. And then you find out like, Oh, I could have been, I should have been left. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of people are just free to, uh, to take that jump. And, uh, I, I always go back whenever I can go back to a good old rap lyric, I'll, I'll go to it. And Jay Z, man, like he had a song and it said, uh, people say, Oh, why you so fly? It's because I'm not afraid to fall out the sky. Mm. It's a great lyric. Yeah. Like, how are you in the air right now, man? How are you flying? How are you this this thing? Because I'm not afraid of the failure. I'm not afraid of the unknown. I'm willing to take that jump. Relationships and just everywhere aside, and I am so guilty of this. And get comfortable in the known. And, and most of my knowns now are not horrible. But it's that unknown down there that just makes you hesitant about taking a leap of faith. Yeah. And I think it's, it's happening a lot within the workforce right now. You know, people are either leaving their jobs currently or not going back to work. Um, You know, if you think at the state that uh, the society is in right now, where, you know, the extra unemployment and is no longer blame it on that. People still aren't going back. And it's because 
have had a year and a half or longer of having the opportunity to just see like what the other side was. And now they're like, man, I've been at home watching all these YouTube videos on like possibly being able to do this, that, and third, because people were marketing pretty heavy towards that. You know, mm. here's a at-home business idea. Like I got to make money somehow. Now people are dipping their toe in it. Like, oh, I just made like 30 G's this year doing that. And I mean, I was only making 28. <laughs> this crazy gig that I had. Like, I'm a, I'm, why would I go back? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a lot of truths came out. Um, mm-hmm. Couple, couple little red pills that some people grabbed and some people didn't. And I, that's why when people say like, Oh, it's good, man, that you don't just lay back. It's it's crazy times. And with this pandemic, you know, you're you you get a pass from not doing anything. And I'm just like, no, this is a perfect opportunity to try to do something. And again, guilty of not taking advantage as much as I as I should. And hopefully I'll listen to this on the playback and and, and make better strides. But um yeah, the freedom of having freedom because everybody is so caught up in life, work, family, yeah. this, that, sleep, repeat, that when this pandemic came in, it was kind of like a timeout. And some people took advantage of it. Some people got a little better, like myself. I got a little better, but found myself stagnant at times. And some people just took a step back. That part, I have a hard time like, oh, if you took a step back on this, because guess what? When life kicks back up, like you've learned nothing. <laughs> and you're yeah. just right back with the flock. And, uh, you know, that, oof, that scares me. Because again, like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm took a nice step, but I could have taken a whole bunch of other steps. So now that not going to say normal seas coming back, but working wise, I was never laid off. So I worked the street. Right, same thing. So I didn't, I, I did have that time to myself, but I also didn't because I still had responsibilities that I had to devote time to. Um, But that little taste was like, wow, like life, life will catch you. Life will put you yeah. on a spider web. So. I mean, for a lot of people, I would actually say for everyone, you got to witness or, uh, you know, be a part of realizing that the government isn't going to protect you from everything. Mm. Right now, especially for the people who did get laid off. Right. Um, yeah, you were able to get, you know, unemployment or whatever, but there's a lot of them who weren't getting it on time or, you know, got caught up in the system and just wasn't getting the money at all. Um, you know, some that just weren't eligible for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What do you do? You, you, you're caught. Definitely, definitely a wake up call. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, like, wake up. It's not that comfy like you think. Here's real life on another level of real life. Like, it's, you know, I always tell my nephew, be prepared for shit because you're better suited. Like, go through shit times. Because you'll be better suited to go through more shit times. Enjoy life. Live your life. He's a little 18-year-old. So be a fucking 18-year-old on my way. Start planning on what you're going to do. Because, yeah, nobody's coming to help you. And if nothing else, these last two years showed you that 
if you were very dependent on things like, you know, how the government's run and all these simplicities that we all took for granted, like, oh, okay. And if you, at least if you know how to deal with it, you can be like, ah, shit, you know, got knocked down, time to get back up. But for the people that don't deal with shit, don't know how to deal with things, tough, man. Yeah. That's a tough one to deal with. And then the world keeps spinning. And the world keeps spinning. No matter how many times people try to pause it, it's going to keep on spinning, which is why, like, you know, you got to get your shit together, man, because it's not going to stop. Yeah. You can stop, but then when you go pick back up, got to get my ass in the gym. Got to get back in the gym. I got to find that consistency again. Because, you know, just talking this shit, I'm just like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm just lying to myself. So, yeah. So, you know, got to get back on it because this, this little spinning rock that's just flying all over the place that we don't realize how it is. Right. It's not going to stop, man. Take advantage of what you can. This shit glows in a blink. For certain. I don't know if you've ever heard that audio or even seen a video clip uh, to the audio. Weak men make hard time. Uh, is that a hard quote? Time. Well, it goes further. So weak okay. men make hard time. Hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. And then it's a cyclical good times make weak men. Yeah, we're on... We're, we we left the good times, but we're weeping in <laughs> right now. I feel like that's where we're at. Good times are, have gone. Like we're about to make the transition back into hard men. Uh, but yeah, I feel like we're on the we're on strong men being built right now. Yes, because we're on the weak side of men right now. Because you can just see it in people's words, you know, how social media people are, or cancel everything and everybody's offended, and we have to live this perfect. You know, it's just we're on the weak men side of it. And uh, to me, I can cl- clearly see that. And I'm, I am hoping this next generation becomes the hard ones coming up because if we're yeah. still on the weak mind, if we're still on the weak men phase, then it's <laughs> a long, long road. Yeah. It's, uh, and then I think at the end of that, they said something about the importance of raising warriors. So your family can maybe skip that cycle and you just keep, building stronger and stronger men. Uh, I, I feel that's a big part of it because you can be uh, rich, wealthy, set for life. But if you raise your kid right, raise them humble, then you can still produce a hard person. Um, yeah. I would like to think. Uh, so lessons to be learned on that one. I also like to quote, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Say, say that one more time. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than okay. a gardener in a war. Okay. Okay. I, I, I like that one. I believe that's an old pro, uh, proverb. Um, but yeah, that just kind of shows. I mean, it's saying the same thing uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man.